If you want to be truly successful, give everything away. Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm Matt Smith. I'm your host, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I run the number one team in the state of Missouri and the number eight real estate team in the nation. With me, as always, I have my co-host, Colin. Colin, say hi to everybody. How's it going, everyone? we got an exciting episode today, that's for sure. I cannot wait for this one. This is a good one. Um, so Colin actually asked me to record this one. So uh, he heard me giving some of the energy to the team and different things coming back from this event. And so here we are. Um, Absolutely. So the, today's podcast is a, a, a three-day event that Matt went to with a ton of our team and the, the top real estate agents in the country went there. Matt took over a book of notes and we're condensing that book down into the highlights. So it's all this value condensed into this tiny bit. And I've just seen some of the, uh, how we've been putting together the list here. Matt, this looks insane. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy pumped to hear what you guys uh, took away from this. Yeah, so it was a three-day event with all the top agents in the world, the leaders, their agents. It was a, dude, you, you should have been in the room. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And so um, through this podcast, we're going to condense three days of life-changing information. So we're going to kind of cover the surface level of things, and there will probably, probably be more to come. But uh, like Colin said, I have almost a book of notes. Um, mm -hmm. So. The energy coming back from this and what we learned, the takeaways, I'm excited to share this with you. Literally, this is the event that is going to give our team the momentum we need in this normalizing marketplace. And I'm happy and excited to share it with you all. Absolutely. Saving everybody a plane ticket and a couple of days, but sounds like you get more in person generally on a regular basis. But we'll we'll give you the highlights. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So this event, Colin, it was called Sales Mastery. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so important that we as agents remember that mastery is key. A lot of us focus on the shiny object, this next technology, this next um, cool thing, or what's what's this next lead source that's going to change our business. And in reality, what it always boils down to is back to mastering the basics. I know that doesn't sound sexy, but truly that is what the champions, what the winners, what the elite of the elite are doing is they're focusing on how can I master the basics and get just 1% better on that every single day. Here's an example. According to National Association of Realtors, 30% of agents will no longer be that are licensed right now. 30% of agents will not be in the business in the next 12 months. 30%. 30% of the industry gone. That's huge. That's that's a third. That's a third of the real estate agents will no longer be in the business. And that's according to National Association of Realtors. So it's probably higher than that. Right. And so I just I really think that it's a lot of people don't understand what we're going into and they have forgotten what real estate truly is like. And that's why it's so important that we went to this event. I took 10 of my agents there. And we were three days, man, we went wall to wall and we participated. It was, um, it truly was amazing to see. And so it's so important because I don't want any of my agents to be the 30%. Mm -hmm. I don't want any of you listening to this to be the 30%. And so it's so important that you realize that this new market we're going into, we're all new agents. This is a new market and you have to reset your brain and realize that you are a new agent in this new market. If you don't, you're going to be part of the 30%. There's an old saying in business, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. 
That is not that does not apply here. If you keep doing what you've been not. doing in the real estate business, you're going to be out of it. And I don't want that for you. And so we're going to break down some of the takeaways that we had from this event to help you not only not be in that 30%, but how about be in the top 10%? Anytime there's a change, anytime there's a huge adjustment of any market, any industry, there's always people that come out on top. Yep. And we're going to go through the keys to help you become part of that 10%. I don't want you to be the 60% that just get by. Let's be the 10% that absolutely double, triple, quadruple our business during this changing and challenging market. That's what I want. We're going to break down the keys today on how to do that. Um, so first and foremost, don't focus on shiny objects. Shiny object syndrome is where agents go to die, especially in a challenging market, in a shifting market. Work, work works. Focus on the stuff that you know that works and double down on it. Do more of it. Master that skill. And that is what is going to get you through this market. It's not going to be this magic lead source or this magic script or this is nothing magic. Success is not sexy. Success is boring. It's the same boring shit day after day after day stacked on top of each other. That's how you win. That's how you win long term is you win each and every day. If you win the hour, you win the next hour. You win enough hours, you win the day. You win the day, mm -hmm. you win the week. You win the week, you win the month, you win the month, you win the year. And I promise you, if you focus on that, winning the day by di being disciplined, by focusing on the things that you know that work, you are going to win in this market. The people that get caught in shiny object syndrome, the people that are sitting back with their bellies full, their feet up on the desk and thinking that it's always going to be how it has been the last two years, they're going to be left behind. And so I want you guys to take this as a way to get ahead of the market and realize, here's something for you, Colin. For the last two years, the market was the influence, not the agent. For the last two years, the market was the influence for the consumer, not the agent. I've never been a part of an industry that the market was the influence before. It's been a great time to be in the business, but there's right. so many people are going to get caught in that trap. They're going to get left behind because they think that that is the normal now. And that is not normal. It never was normal. So you have to realize you're a new agent in this new market. And you have to be the influence in this now skill-based market we are going into. A skill-based market. Yes, sir. I like that a lot because everything that is switching is going to require you to completely change how you have been doing. What's it? It's, it's kind of a blunt saying, but the, the one, uh, adapt or die. Yep. Um, things are shifting. And like you said, those the tale of those three agents. You've got three agents that are going to uh, come out this year. The ones that let the the market decide um what's what's uh their, their fate and they're going to become part of that 30 percent you got the people who are going to just get by but then you've got this small brand here that are going to thrive in this new competition hey there's going to be less competition it's just going to be more intense one thousand percent and i'm excited about this shift i'm excited about this market normalizing like i'm ready for it i cannot wait mm -hmm. to be honest our industry needed it the industry. So a lot of people will think, well, the market adjusting is not good for the market or good for the agent. First and foremost, what's good for the market is good for the agent. Without a good market, we can't be agents. Right. And the market, nobody will admit, will say that the market was a healthy market for the last two years. It's been odd. It's been different. It's been challenging its own challenges. Home prices increasing, interest rates, the record lows that they've been at. Like there are just so many things where we needed this shift. It's time for us as real estate agents to realize that the shift is here and it was needed. And so we have to get back to what we know, master the skills, and be the influence in this skill-based market. 
there's a couple ways you can be be the influence. Number one, you have to control the narrative. There's so much negativity in this world. If you don't control the narrative to your audience, to your buyers and sellers, to your agents, then they are going to panic. When people yes. panic, what do they do? They freeze. Mm-hmm. But nothing no happens. Action. That's right. Your agents won't take action. Buyers won't take action. Sellers won't take action. And we cannot help them if they freeze. And so it's your job to educate them and control the narrative. Don't lie to them. Don't be deceitful, but tell them the real truth. As an example, how many of your buyers and sellers and agents know right now that the all the experts predict over the next five years, your home is going to increase in value every single year for the next five years? Mm-hmm. If all of your buyers, your community, your audience don't know that, you're doing them a disservice because they're going to panic and freeze and they're not going to want to buy a home. Right now is the best time to buy a home in the next five years. Yep. You have to tell them that and you have to give them the proof behind it. If you don't do that, you are not controlling the narrative. You're letting mainstream media, you're letting their neighbor who thinks they know better, their their brother that bought a house six years ago and went into foreclosure is telling them don't buy because the market's going to crash. You are the expert. This is your time to develop your skills, develop your education, and be what the market needs in this skill-based market. So number one, control the narrative. Number two, create certainty. You have to create certainty in uncertain times. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We don't have a crystal ball. However, we are fortunate to be in an industry where there are a lot of experts with a lot of data, a lot of forecasting. There's a lot of information available to you out there. Heck, I'll be a resource. Reach out to me if you need some help. Like Mm -hmm. I've done my research. I know what's going to happen. I just bought a house two weeks ago. But you shouldn't buy a house in this market. It's going to crash. I bought an investment property. Who buys an Mm -hmm. investment property when home prices are at sky high? Smart people. Because they're going to continue to go up and up and up and up. And so right now is the best time to buy a house in the next five years. Guess what else that means? It's still a great time to sell a home. Mm-hmm. And if you are not creating a narrative, creating a marketing initiative, educating your agents, calling all of your clients, all of your leads, and educating them on this stuff, you are not controlling the narrative and you are not creating certainty. You're what you are relying on the market to be the influence. And that's no longer the case. Because before it was just like, hey, interest rates are crazy low. Now's a great time to buy. And also uh, prices are really high. So it's a great time to sell. And the market pretty much did all the work for you. And now it's really on you to convey what's going on. And I have another. Um, Because it is a great time to buy. Yeah. And I have another. People um, need to know that. Yeah. I have another uh, kind of reasoning theory, if you will, on why the market went as crazy as it did. Everybody. Everybody wants what they can't have. So what happened when inventory disappeared? Prices went through the roof. Inventory Mm -hmm. disappeared. And everybody's like, well, I can't buy a house. Watch me. I'm going to go buy one. And now it increased demand even more, right? Yes. So I think that that's a part of what we experience in the market too, um, just on a human psychology level, is everybody wants what they can't have. They can't find a house. They're going to work harder to get one, willing to pay more to get one, right? Because everybody else is buying one. Why can't I? And so here's where that psychology comes in now in the skill-based market is everybody's freezing. Well, they're not doing anything. Mm. They said not to do it. So why should I? That's why you have to control the narrative, create certainty, and deliver the truth and the honesty about this market, the actual facts. And you have to deliver that message powerfully. Mm-hmm. Help them to be the first to make this decision to purchase a house, to, to move forward and, and capitalize on this opportunity instead of waiting three years down the road, five years down the road, 
and saying, uh, okay, I guess I'll do it now because I've seen enough people do it at this point. Yeah, thousand percent. And we can, that's a whole nother podcast. We can go down that road, but that's part of what we learned here is that it is your job as the agent to be the expert, period. That is your job. It is no longer the market that is driving the influence. It's the agent and you need to be influential. You need to educate your people. You need to build a solid reputation so people actually trust you. Like that is your job as a real estate professional. Yes, I said it, professional. It's time to be professional. Um, We also did an exercise. It was on day one and it was called plugging the holes in your business. And so we went through how big is your database, these different lead sources. Here's what the conversion rate should have been. Here's what, write down what yours was. And it was, it was finding holes in our business for agents, for team leaders, for broker owners, for everybody in the room, 550 plus people did this exercise and everybody found opportunity in their database. That's already there Hmm. that they didn't convert. There was nobody that said, Oh, I'm I'm over what, what you said we should have done. Nobody, everybody found opportunity. And so let's go back to shiny object syndrome. How many of your agents, if you're an agent right now, if you're an agent on a team, if you're a team leader, this goes to all of you. How many of you are waiting for, well, leads are down right now. We need more leads. What are you doing for the people that are already in your database? What are you doing to maximize that opportunity? Have you plugged the holes in your ship? Because everybody's ship's leaking, especially right now, because we came off of the market being the influence, not the agent. You did not have to be a skillful agent to sell over the past two years. Guess what? That ship has sailed. And it's time for us to be better. And this is our opportunity. So guess, Colin, we did the plug in your holes exercise. I only went through three lead sources, three of the five. Uh And I stopped because I almost got sick. So our business is well run as it is. And we have great Mm -hmm. agents, great systems, great processes. Here's the opportunity I want you guys to realize that exists in everybody's database right now. Like we are number one team in our entire state. Like we, Mm -hmm. we, we're not perfect by any means, but we have a lot of shit dialed in. We lost out on the opportunity just from three of the five, over $3 million in income last year, just by doing this exercise. And so I'm telling you that I'm sharing that I'm opening my books to show you guys that as a team leader, as an agent on a team, as a broker owner, before you go out and try to find the next shiny object, maybe Mm -hmm. you should look internal. And what can I do to fix the stuff that I already have? And maximize those opportunities before I go try to find more. Because right now, lead costs are double, triple, four or five times with some of my coaching clients that they were a year ago. And so how are you going to stay in business? You got to pay five times the amount of the lead and you still don't convert them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So why why are we focusing on the shiny object versus going? Let's look in the rearview mirror. Like Chep says all the time, Coach John Cheplak says all the time, a lot of people say the rear of your mirror is small. You need to look forward, look forward. He says the rear of your mirror is smaller because that's what you need to really focus in on. Mm. You, need to, you need to focus in on, the, on what happened in the past so you can fix it moving forward. And this is one of those times. That's what this exercise taught me. It was huge. One of the things that you say all the time is the best lead source you have is the one you, or the best uh, lead is the one you already have. Yep. Check in and look at that. And all these people, like you said, with, were going off of what the market said. But now you get to get back in there and revisit, have a new conversation and say, hey, so I know that you're used to seeing it like this. Things are normalizing. Let me educate you on where the market is heading and the opportunities that you have. And a lot of them will be, all of them, I would say, would be very grateful and be getting a phone call. and be like, hey, what's up? I haven't heard from you in a while. You're like, hey, 
there's a new opportunity. I want to give you first dibs. 1000%, 1000%. So, and let's, let's dive a little further on this. I don't want to spend too much time, but it's so important and crucial that if you truly going back to mastery, right? What are you doing to look back in the past history of your business to see if you maximize each lead source? What is your ROI and conversion rate on each of your lead sources? Which agents converted to which leads better? Which ones are you wasting money at? Which ones are your highest converting? What's the average conversion time per lead source? There's so much data out there that you can, if you're running a great business, you can analyze and use that to your advantage in this changing market. I mean, as an example, the average um, online lead converts in about 12 to 18 months. So you tell me how creating an online lead today is going to fix your business right now. It doesn't. On average, it's 12 to 18 months. So why don't you look at your database from the last 12 to 18 months and focus on them? Mm -hmm. What can I do to provide them more value? Because they are probably more frozen now than they were. If they didn't make a move 12 to 18 months ago, they're really frozen right now. They need you to educate them. They need you to let Mm -hmm. them know what's going on in the market, create certainty for them, right? Well, you've already built that connection as well. They already know you as a person, hopefully uh, like you and trust you as well, that it's like, you're not having to build that from scratch. Why would you chase a new lead that's not going to pay off for another year to 18 months when you've already got one that's been with you for eight months and already likes you and enjoyed it and has just got cold feet? Help them warm up to it. Tell them, hey, water's a little cold sometimes, but it's wonderful. I'm going to dig deeper on that. Why do you think they got cold feet? Probably respectfully, probably because you didn't do a good job of educating them. Because they had a lack of certainty. It is your job to create certainty for that person. You are a real estate professional. Be mm-hmm. the professional. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Um, so <laughs> that, was, that was a good bit. I like that. <laughs> there, there is, there's also another thing too that I learned there is that, and this was an aha for me. And if you're a salesperson, you need to listen to this very closely. There is no such thing as a difficult client just a salesperson with a lack of skills. There's One no more time. Thing, there's no such thing as a difficult client, just a salesperson with a lack of skills. You lack the skills to make that difficult person a non-difficult person. I say it all the time. Your most difficult clients are your biggest opportunity mm-hmm. because a lot of people give up on them. And a lot of people don't understand the, the reasoning why they're a difficult client. They may be difficult because they've had a shitty agent in the past. They've had a shitty experience. And unfortunately, a lot of real estate agents do a shitty job. It's one of the reasons we created this podcast is to help this industry be better, to help you be better, to help you make more money, to help you help more people, to help you and your family survive in this changing market, right? Mm -hmm. So skills and action win every single time. You got to develop your skills and take more action, especially in this marketplace. Mm-hmm. Well, now we've said before, usually your most difficult clients are also your loudest ones. So not only will are they the, the biggest players, but more importantly, they're your biggest advocates. They will, once you've proven the, uh, the work and they go, oh, this person's out to help me, the first agent that is actually getting me through this, they will uh, sing your praises to the day they die because you finally helped come in and fix there. And one other thing is that this is super empowering. This says, hey, everything is in your control. It's no longer, oh man, luck of the draw. I got a really bad lead here. It's like, I got a really difficult client. It's like, no, every single one is an opportunity if you possess the skills. There is no such thing as a bad lead column. Just bad salespeople. That's it. Bad salespeople with false expectations. So if I find myself saying I got a bad lead, (laughs) might be a good time to 
to look internal. Yeah. Because you expect that lead to be the magic bullet that's ready to buy or sell today. Mm-hmm. On average, it's 12 to 18 months. That's if they're actually ready to buy and sell. They may be in the discovery phase. That's a whole another podcast. Right. But yeah, there's no such thing as a bad lead, just bad salespeople. Right. Um, all right. Something else from the event. I wrote this phrase down more than I wrote down anything else. I think I counted eight times going through my notes. And it was every time I wrote it, it was all caps. It's I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. So there are there are so many things in this industry where I don't I just don't understand it. I think it's just ego involved. And because if you make one sale, you can make good money and people just get caught in the hamster wheel in the wrong way. And so there's too many people that don't surrender to their mentors, to their coaches, to their leaders, to the process. And they think they have a way to do it better. Well, I did it one time and it worked this way that one time. I challenge you, surrender to the process. Surrender to the coaching you are getting. Those, they're, they're mentors, they're leaders, they're coaches in your life for a reason. They want you to succeed. But if you don't surrender to the process, you are handcuffing them. There's only so much they can do if you don't follow the process directly. So, You truly need to surrender. Stop second-guessing proven success, proven track records. Anytime you second-guess that, guess what that is? That's your ego. Leave your fucking ego at the door. Your ego is a success killer. Your ego will get in the way of your true potential. Leave it at the door. Truly surrender to the process. Fully um, embracing that is going to make all the difference. Go ahead. Sorry. Fully embracing that is going to make all the difference. That's, that's, sure. that's why I wrote it down. I wrote it down for myself. I wrote it down for my agents. I wrote it down for my op staff. I wrote it down for myself again. Like mm-hmm. I, there's sometimes I don't surrender. Some of like there's stuff that people said from stage and I caught myself. Well, I know better. Shit. No, I don't. They're on stage <laughs> and I'm here to listen. I'm a student. Mm-hmm. Time for me to listen with an open mind. I surrender. I'm going to try it their way. 1000% their way with a thousand percent effort. Mm-hmm. All in, right? All or nothing. I'm going to do it exactly <laughs> how they wanted, how they said it would be done. And yep. then if I need to tweak after doing that for a few months, yeah, I can tweak it. But why am I going to tweak it before I even try it? Mm-hmm. It's because of my own ego. Well, I know better. Or, well, that sounds like the hard way. Well, maybe the hard way is the best way. There's a reason they're up on stage giving advice. And, and like you said, proven results. Um, that it's like, no, this doesn't just kind of work. This does work. And Colin, I've been fortunate enough to be in some rooms with the, I mean, number one teams in the world, number two teams in the world, like just the best of the best, right? And there's a common theme that I noticed. Every single one of them leave their ego at the door. The ultra successful don't have an ego. You want to know who does have the ego? The 30%. The, the, the person that's trying to look successful. The truly elite and ultra successful realize that they are just normal people that have done a lot of work, the right things, the next right thing, right over a period of time. And they really, not only did they leave their ego at the door, but they were the biggest contributors that I've ever met in my life. If you remove your ego, your, remove your ego and add more contribution to your life, that's the secret to success. But everybody thinks, especially in this industry, well, I have to be cutthroat. I have to keep my secrets to myself. That is the path to mediocrity. 
If you want, what is Chep says it all the time. If you want to be truly successful, give everything away. Hmm. It's a law of reciprocity times 10. The more that you give, the more you get back. Like selfishly, that's one of the reasons I want to do this podcast. I see all these ultra successful people that I strive to be giving away all their value for free. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I have some value to give and I want to help more people. But like in the back of my mind, I'm not going to lie. Like we all are selfish beings. Like in the back of my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like, I know if I give this for the right reasons, eventually I'll give it back tenfold. Mm-hmm. Right. It's because I removed my ego. Like I say stupid shit on this podcast. I'm not, I'm not always perfect. There's things that there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me, but for the right people, maybe they need to hear this message mm-hmm. and maybe this can help them through their time in their life. Right. No, maybe about it. Definitely. So and being able to, uh, to implement that, to just say, all right, these people, they're doing this. I'm going to do the exact same thing. Follow it to the T. Let's see what happens. And speaking of leave your ego at the door. So part of our homework, yes, we had homework at this event. Um, so I brought 10 agents with me. Part of our homework was to go back and use some of the scripts and dialogues that we used there and use them in real life, right? We role played them all day. We did it out loud. We got out of our comfort zone. Um, the pipe said from the stage, who wants to be weird and rich? So we got weird, right? Like we read the scripts out loud, word for word. We role played with strangers. Like it was super uncomfortable. But because of that, we were comfortable being uncomfortable in the lobby of a Vegas hotel. We were role-playing like a bunch of idiots and people were walking by looking at us. Mm-hmm. Our team, we removed our ego and said, you know what? We're practicing this skill so we can help more people. Mm-hmm. And we don't care who looks at us. And here's what I, here's what I noticed. I'm a very observant person. The successful people, the ultra successful, the elites that I'm fortunate enough to know from seeing in these rooms over the years Guess what they did when they saw us role playing? They looked at us, pointed at us, and gave a thumbs up and said, good for you guys. Wow. One guy gave us a round of applause. One of them bought us all a round of drinks, right? Like that, they were like proud of us, like good for you. Mm-hmm. But there were also, a, there was a second type of person that walked by. I'm going to call them the average Joe. The average Joe walked by and pointed the finger and laughed. Oh, look at those guys. They're over there role playing. We're going to party. Guess what that average Joe is going to be? The 30%. Because his ego is too big for him to realize that he could have come and joined us. Mm -hmm. We would have have welcomed him and helped him. Yeah. He felt so uncomfortable. We made him feel so uncomfortable by our work ethic, by us being weird in front of everybody that he had to make fun of us because of his own insecurities. Mm -hmm. That's your ego. He's going to be a 30%. So let that be a life lesson for you is that the, the truth, that's an example of the elites not having ego and being contributors. They supported us while we were being weird in the middle of a Vegas. Mm-hmm. We probably should have done it somewhere else, right? But <laughs> we were there. We had a long day. We wanted a drink while we were doing it. And so that's where we did it. We were there for an hour and a half role playing, calling live prospect, like basically had a power hour in a role play session right there in the lobby. The, the fact that they're going by giving the thumbs up, you know that that really resonated with them. They're like, yes, that's the key, what you're doing right there. And that, that's amazing. I, I hadn't heard that story yet. That just that you've already got the people that are going, yes, what you're doing right there is going to make the difference. 1,000%. And so three, all three people that were hosting that event recognized that because I made a Facebook post. All three of them shared and commented. No way. And they said, kudos to your team for being involved being there willing to do the work while everybody else is out partying. Like 
greatness recognizes when people are doing great things. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just remove your ego, right? Just get your ego out of the way and realize that the right people, if you're, a lot of people are afraid that people are going to make fun of them. Do The right people won't, they won't. And if the people that make fun of you, honestly, I feel sorry for them because that's, that's their own insecurities that they're passing along. If they would just join in, as a matter of fact, we had a team leader from Florida that I see at some of these events, saw us role-playing, brought a drink and said, Hey, can I role-play too? He runs no a way. team. <laughs> he wanted to join in and role-play with us to help us and to help him. Like that's the right people. That's when you know you're in the right circles and there's no ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's huge. I had not heard that story. And that says so much on so many different levels. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I have another, I have, I have something else too. I learned there. So if your actions, so what did I say? It's two things that's going to win in this market, your actions and your skill building, right? What skills mm-hmm. are you developing and what actions are you taking with those skills? First and foremost, actions, most important. Mm-hmm. People will use building skills as an excuse or a crutch. If you don't take action. Your skills don't matter. You can be the most skilled person without action. It doesn't matter. But I promise you, if you take enough action without the right skills, you'll stumble across some business, right? Mm -hmm. So action comes first. But if your actions don't align with your goals, you have two choices. Number one, lower your goals. That makes makes me sick inside. Nobody wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Number two, recommit and take more or different actions. More or different actions. Sometimes both. More of the different, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But which of the two are you going to choose? It's up to you. It's up to us. We say it all the time, control the controllables. The action we take is up to us. What are we going to choose to do with that action? Mm-hmm. What, that really hit with me and resonated because um, it's there's too many people that will downplay or laugh at your goals or your ambitions. Again, it goes back to ego, right? And mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Are you so... The environments that you're in, you're either raise yourself or lower yourself to the standards of the people you're around. Mm-hmm. I learned a, um, I learned a, a formula there that I'll never forget. I shared it with the team um, Tuesday, but it's B equals P plus E. Your behavior equals P plus E. Yep, your behavior is equal the people you are around plus the environment you are in. So if you think about that, we say it all the time in a different way, Colin, is that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yep. But it's bigger than that. Who are you around and what is the environment you are creating with those people? Mm-hmm. So it goes back to, I say that our culture is a living, breathing thing and it's getting better or worse every single day. And are you, are you around people that are helping you improve your life, raising your standards? Mm-hmm. Because once your accomplishment becomes your new standard. Right. And so if you accomplish something, are those people saying, great job. Now, what, what's next? Are they saying, great job. Now go take a week off. Like, which people do you want to be around? You want the people mm-hmm. that truly want you to be successful and raise your standards and change your life? Or do you want to be around the people that make you feel comfortable by doing less, by being mediocre? And you so want people so- that are challenging you, that are saying, right. hey, that goal that you set for yourself, um, that goal is a commitment. How is that going? You know, what, what do you need help with? What hurdles are you running into? That kind of a person versus someone who uh, just just slums it off, lets you get away with stuff, or or if at worse, um, tears you down for it. Um, your environment has a huge impact on your success. Well, which one is the true friend? The one that lets you slide and goes out and buys you drinks while you knows that you should be doing your work, 
or the ones that actually hold your ass accountable, hold your feet to the fire because they know why that's important to you in your life. Mm-hmm. They help you accomplish that. They help you get out of your comfort zone. They're walking right alongside with you to reach that new goal, that new ambition that you have. Which mm-hmm. one's a true friend? Yeah. Like, just seriously, think about that. And I, I challenge you too, if you're listening, which friend are you to your peers? Mm, I like that. Yes. Not only do you need those people in your life, but if you don't, even, especially if you don't have that, be that. If you be that, you will attract more of that. And the right people will come to you and the wrong people will leave you. Yep. But I know the environment that I want to be in. I don't want mediocrity. I want the best of the best. I want to be challenged. I want to be the best version of myself. And all of that comes down to the people I'm around and the environment I'm in. And I'm in control of that. And my behaviors are a product, my action, my behaviors, my skills are a product of those people in that environment. Absolutely. And if you find yourself in an environment that doesn't align with these things, uh, start looking at, okay, where can I find that kind of environment? What changes maybe do I need to make? Um, or maybe what changes do I make, need to make in myself um, as far as uh, to be able to start fostering that environment? Yeah. It's I mean, out there. Number one, all or nothing is that environment. This is your safe space. Lean into it. Contribute. I promise mm-hmm. you. There's a reason that we create a pri- private group within this movement. I want con- contributors only, contribution only. No whiners, none of that fluff stuff. That's not what this is for. This is for people that want more because I want more for you. And so be that be that for somebody else. Um, so speaking of ego, there was a, so part of this event was if we brought, um, some of the leaders got to, got invited to a private event at John Cheplak's house. And I was fortunate enough to be in that room and I was around 35 of the top leaders in the real estate industry in North America. I mean, I'm the who's who, the number one in the world, the number two in the world for different brands, three different brands, the number one in the world were there, right? Like it was, it was the the who's who. And there was absolutely zero ego in that room. Hmm. Like that room, you, you would think most people that aren't successful or haven't been fortunate enough to be in some of these rooms think that the people that get to that level have to have ego. They have to be greedy. They have, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you the people that reach that pinnacle, reach that next level. The reason they are there is because they realize they left their ego out the door and they're there to contribute because they realize by contributing, they get back tenfold. Mm-hmm. Like there is humility. There is transparency. There is vulnerability in that room. Like there was people saying, here's my problem. And somebody else said, here's what I've done to fix it. You know, like it wasn't people saying, look at me, look at me. It was like, mm-hmm. here, I'm opening up because I trust you guys in this room. And then other people picked up the pieces and said, here's how you can fix it. Right. Like it was, it was insane to see because it was the who's who in the, in the real estate industry. And so if you want to be one of those people, leave your ego out the door and be a contributor. I just got chills going up on my spine. That's amazing. And it's like the top 35 in the nation or in the world are have have that spirit. So why not start now? If you're wanting to 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 become that someday, emulate that. hundred percent. And if there's people that are in your path that don't have that same uh, mindset, help them achieve it. Mm-hmm. But if they choose not to, they don't need to be the people you hang around or the environment in your environment. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you level up over time is I will give anybody in this world a hand up. I just refuse to give handouts. Like I will help you. I'll give you a shirt off my back. But if you choose not to wear it, that's on you. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyway, moving on. 
Um, back to the conference. One of the main themes that I heard over and over and over again. So this is the second. Number one was surrender. Like that was my biggest takeaway is all of us can learn to surrender. Right. And so but part of surrendering to me is discipline. The discipline of the people that were on the stage, the discipline of the people in the room, the discipline of the people that are super successful. That is their secret. Is like I said earlier, success isn't sexy. Success is boring. But if you do enough boring stuff over and over and over again, guess what you get to do with your life? Whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Discipline is your key to freedom. I'll break that down in a minute. But discipline gives you freedom. It <laughs> sounds it sounds counterintuitive. Well, if I'm disciplined, I don't have any freedom. But right. discipline, the more disciplined you are, the more freedom you have in your life. It's those people who are afraid of calendars because they're like, well, I don't want to limit myself to a day that looks exactly like this. And you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. This uh, structure gives you so much control over your life and that freedom you're wanting that's really at that root, it will only come through this discipline. Yep. And so discipline, a lot of people mistake discipline with action, Right. But discipline to be effective has to have intent. What are your intents with what you're being disciplined about? You have to be intentional with your actions, with your discipline. Don't just go through the motions. What are your intentions? And are you maximizing an opportunity that's in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure your intent is there. Where A lot of people that think, well, discipline didn't work. Maybe you didn't do it long enough because we mm -hmm. live in an instant gratification world and it doesn't yeah. happen overnight, right? It takes time. Yep. And through that time, why part of the reason I think it takes time is because over time, if you stay disciplined to whatever it is, you get a little bit better each day. Mm -hmm. So that timeline becomes shrinks, not only because you've done the work in the past, but you're also improving day by day. Mm -hmm. And that's where the intent comes along. Like if I did the same action every single day and I had zero intent, my results would get less, not more. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm taking the same action. But it's not just about the actions, it's the actions and the skills and what intent do you have with that, right? Absolutely. We've, we've talked about um, the, the piece of you don't want to be busy just to be busy. There's no there's no award for being busy with these calls that you're making on a regular basis. If there's no intent behind it, if you're like, well, I, I did my 20 calls today and, you know, each one goes like this. Like, hey, do you want to buy a house? No. OK, bye. Hey, do you want to buy a house? No. OK, bye. You know, I'm doing the discipline. I'm doing my 20 calls every day. There is no intent behind that. And of course, you're not going to see any difference. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's too many people were busy like a fucking badge of honor. When's the last time you saw somebody get a trophy for being busy? You know why people that run around the office brag about how busy they are? They're attention whores. Hey, look at me. I'm busy. Look at me. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. But ego. in reality, they're letting their ego, ego and or insecurities get in their way of their productivity because mm -hmm. busy doesn't do shit. How, what are you accomplishing while you're busy and what productivity do you have? And that's, that's what I'm saying. Discipline with intent. As an example, there was somebody that came to this, spoke on the stage. His name is Brian Danny. He sold $110 million in real estate last year as an agent on a team. Let's say Holy that $110 million as an agent on a team. I don't know this for a fact, but I bet he's the top producing team agent in the nation, right? Like I can't imagine anybody doing more than that. Hmm. Guess what he talked about? What? Calendar. What are the three keys to his success? Calendar consistency, discipline, and master the monotonous. 
Wow. That's it. That's so basic. Because success isn't sexy. Success is boring. Right? And so I had the privilege of being around this guy, um, not only at this event and other events. Um, he's actually zoomed into our team once and talked to us. Um, and I visited them in San Diego at their office. And I witnessed it in action. Right? So I didn't, I hadn't, didn't know him very well at this time, but I went there and I was just observing, right? I was an observer in the room. It's part of a coaching package and um, um, they opened up their office, which was phenomenal. And um, they were doing a sales meeting and they had 40 plus agents there and they rolled out a new initiative, something, a new strategy they wanted to do. And I knew Brian, I'd heard of him. He was going to sell over hundred million dollars this year, blah, blah, blah. Like I'd heard of him. And so I was watching him and observing the whole room. And they rolled this new initiative. I see him get out his phone. I'm like, oh, this guy's, he, he's too good to listen, right? Yeah. I was wrong. Because you know what he did? He raised his hand. Two minutes later, he raised his hand. He said, hey, Dan, sorry to interrupt, uh, but I just put this new initiative on my calendar at two o'clock. I've got it on my calendar. And anybody that wants help learning how to do this process, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead the way. I'll be the head of the spear. So come in and watch. Me. That's what he was doing on his phone. He was booking mm -hmm. in his calendar to take action today. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm not going to wait for, oh, wait till I have time. Nope. I'm, I'm booking it today. You know why he was able to do that? Because of discipline. his consistent action in his calendar and his discipline on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You know what else he said from the stage? He said, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I sold $110 million. How do you have a life? He said, I have a great mm -hmm. life because I'm disciplined. Mm -hmm. Because I'm disciplined, most days at two o'clock, I am off work. I do what I want, when I want, where I want to do it with, and how I want to do it. Because of my discipline, I'm insanely mm -hmm. disciplined with my morning. I'm insanely disciplined with the daily actions it's going to take. He also, there's another piece of leverage, which is part of him being on the team, right? Of course. He has ISAs. He has an assistant. He has uh, showing partners. Like there's a lot of other stuff that goes into that to be at that level, right? Mm -hmm. And we can break that down one of these days, which we do similar, right? Um, not on his level, of course, but um, it's, it's just so important that the calendar, the calendar consistency, discipline, and monotonous mastery, like mm -hmm. doing the boring shit day after day after day, gives you more freedom than you could ever imagine. You know, I keep seeing a, a, a pattern across the board here is that's like, I'm looking for that magic client, that magic bullet, the magic tool, the, this will change everything if I get that one thing. Basically, I win the lottery in some aspect of real estate. And it's like, no, that doesn't exist. That's not what these top producers, these leaders across the country are doing. They're just doing the same basic things consistently every single day. Yep. And they're doing it with intent and they're working on getting better every single day. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid to contribute and they don't have their ego. Right. Like all of these things together that you want to know the secret to success. It's right here in this podcast. You just have to listen for it. Like that's it. One thousand percent. So I also, as an observer um, and a lifelong learner, um, as I was listening to Brian talk from stage, I believe, I truly believe every human has a superpower. And so I got to thinking, what is this guy's superpower? Because, I mean, he's a, a super productive human and a great guy, always gives back. Like we were doing a Facebook live recap after the event. He walked by and he like volunteered to hold the camera. He's like, oh, shit, you're live. And I just we just talked to him. Right. Like, so he wow. basically did an interview while we we're doing a live recap, you know, like he's just a down to earth guy. Yeah. 
And so as I was thinking, as he was talking from stage, I'm like, what is his superpower? And a lot of people may say discipline. They may say, oh, he masters his calendar. And all those are true. Mm -hmm. But what makes him different is at the level that he's at, to me, his superpower is coachability. Mm -hmm. He is still humble enough to be coachable, even at the elite level that he is. And he realizes doing the boring shit every single day has helped him to get to where he is. And he's willing to do it and help coach others and be coached on how he can improve that. Most people that get to a certain level of success and they get stuck, they hit the ceiling. That ceiling is ego and, well, hell, I know how to do it. I don't need to listen from anybody else. Again, surrender. He surrenders to the process, surrenders to his mentor, surrenders to his leaders and says, you know what? I'm going to try this and I'm going to give it my all. And I'll be the first one. I'll be the head of the spear. I'm willing to fail on trying this the way that you said to do it because I trust you and I surrender and I'm coachable. And that's why he continues to improve at the level that he does. Man, just a mindset of never stop learning. And everyone around me is an opportunity to learn something else, something new. Everyone, like it sounds like he's looking at the people around and saying, this person is a master in some aspect of life. It might be one tiny little thing, or it might be a lot bigger than I'm expecting, but a, a mindset of uh, a lifelong learner. thousand percent. And it's, it's, I've, he also talked from stage. It's crazy. Like you think this guy at this level, well, he, there's gotta be secrets, right? There's gotta be this big aha. And you know what he talked about? What's that? He, he, he talked about role plays every single day. This guy sold $110 million in real estate. He probably knows the damn scripts, right? But he still, Wait, he still does them every single, not only does he do them, he hosts them for the team, even though he's not in a leadership position and doesn't get paid for it. Oh my God. Because he wants to contribute. And he realizes that he can always be better. There's something he can learn, even mm-hmm. if it's just a, a half a percent better. He does role plays every day. He prospects every single day. He, he attends every single training for his team. He doesn't get stuck in his ego of, well, I already know what the hell I'm doing. He realizes that the success is in mastering the monotony, the basics, mm-hmm. and getting a little bit better on those. Wow. That's, it's almost like that's he's taking his, his, go ahead. No, I was saying it's like he's taking his mind and his skill sets to the gym. It's like he's saying, hey, it, the minute I stop, I'm going to start getting overweight in the sense of I'm going to get lazy. I'm not going to keep improving. You stop going to the gym, you stop growing, you stop improving. You stop either losing weight, building muscle working on your cardiovascular health, whatever, 100%, the day that you don't go, you're getting, you're going in reverse. Yep. It's the same thing with these daily disciplines. The day you stop, your skills start getting worse. And guess what? Here's something that scared me. I had an aha there. Once I stopped working on those daily disciplines, guess what? There's somebody else that is working how I used to work to try to take it from me. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't motivate you, you're probably in the wrong industry. You're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Like, I don't, I am scared. To, I wake up scared to death every day. Somebody's going to take away all what I've worked hard for. So it makes me work even harder. I remember being that nobody with nothing. Mm-hmm. that had nothing but drive and ambition. There's people out there just like that right now, especially in this market, especially as this market is changing. And if you don't take advantage of that, you rest on your, if you become that 38 year old guy sitting at the bar, at two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon at happy hour with his letterman jacket, talking about the good old days, how good it used to be. How many of those do we have right now in the real estate industry that have the ego and rest on what they did accomplish, mm-hmm. what I did in the past? 
the past is in the past. How can you improve on that? Make that better today. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a lot of people sold a lot of houses because they had a lot of agents on their team. And they had bodies. Like, sorry if I hurt your feelings. Actually, I'm not. It's just the truth. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that sold a lot of real estate on accident because the market drove productivity. The market mm-hmm. drove the buyer and seller's intent. Right. It's it's shifting. And if you are not willing to be a new market or new agent in this new market, you are going to you if you fall into the trap of being that 30 percent or being that guy in the letterman jacket sitting at the bar talking about the good old days, how good it used to be. Like when I every time I tell that story, I get goosebumps because I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I don't want I want to continue to grow. I have a mission. I have people I want to help. I have kids to leave a legacy for. Mm-hmm. like find that motivator to get you out of that rut because a lot of us in this industry have accomplished more than we thought we would especially in the last two years because of the market mm-hmm. don't rest on your laurels dig deep figure out what motivates you and go after it you have to all right so let's go back to discipline discipline gives you choices and choices give you freedom Most people think that they're money driven, they're money motivated, and maybe some people are. But I would I would argue that more people are are freedom motivated than money motivated. What do I mean by freedom motivated? So if you have more freedom. You have financial freedom, you have time freedom. There's so many freedoms that you can have. More time with your family, more time with your friends, more time investing in what uh, your lifelong goals are. So most people say they want money, right? But truly, they want money to give them freedom. Freedom to go buy what they want, go do what they want to do. That's freedom. That's not money. That's freedom, right? That's freedom to go write a check and not worry, check the bank account first. That's freedom. Freedom to do what they want, when they want, where they want, who they want to do it with, and how they want to do it. Like, that's what discipline gives you. Discipline gives you the choices Choices give you freedom because if you're disciplined like Brian Danny and you have two o'clock in the afternoon, you can go spend that time with your family. Like he took he took a vacation like every other month for a week or two last year when he did that. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's because of his discipline. He was able to do those things. Right. Like his skill set. Don't get me wrong. That guy's a a master at his craft. Like it's not just discipline. But without mm-hmm. the discipline, he would not have been able to accomplish that. He would not have lived life to the fullest and had the freedom, both financially and time, that he was mm-hmm. able to get through discipline. <laughs> um, something else, too. Too many people focus on the result. Yes, results are important. But what about the process that got you there? Mm-hmm. Think about back when you were in high school, you took algebra or geometry or whatever. What did, they, mm-hmm. did the answer matter or how you came up with the answer? Which was important? And the answer was generally what it came to. You didn't take the same algebra class. I <laughs> Actually, we had different classes. My bad. So, like, I, I'm a I'm a math guy, and I I took algebra before I was supposed to, and math just came easy to me. And I remember in algebra class, like, I would calculate in my head, I would come up with the answer, but I didn't write the process of how I came up with the answer. Mm-hmm. And every time I did that, the answer question was wrong, even if I got the right answer. Mm-hmm. You know why? They were teaching me the process is more important than the result. Hmm. We forget that in this industry. We forget that if you stick to the process like Brian Danny, you will get way more results in the long run. 
If you stick to the process and are disciplined to the process, you will get more results than you ever thought you could. But we focus on just the result. How many agents right now, if you're listening, how many agents write two contracts in a month and take their foot off the gas? Like, oh, I can slow down now. Because you're focused on the result, not the process. You let, what happens when two of those have inspections and it goes haywire? Or one of them loses mm-hmm. finance. Now what do you got to do? Shit, now I got to put the foot back on the gas. But you lost a key metric there that people don't measure enough in this industry. That's momentum. It's mm-hmm. a real thing. If you just focus on the process, the results will come tenfold. What process can I do today to keep those results going? And then you build the mm-hmm. snowball bigger and bigger and bigger. And then guess what? When one falls apart, it doesn't matter. You've got three more in the pipeline, but we focus on the result, not the process. And if you go all in on the process, you are going to win. We work on a 90 day scale. There's two, when they talked about this at the event too, there's too many agents that quit too soon. Have you seen the, um, the meme of like guys digging for gold? And one of them turns around and walks away and the other guy is still digging. But he turns mm-hmm. around and walks away and he's like this far from the gold. Yeah. If he would have just done one more, he would have got to the gold. Like that's what agents do. They get a little bit of moment. I've done it for a week. I've done it for two weeks. I've done it for three weeks. If you, if you truly commit and you're honest with yourself for 90 days of the actions, you know, you're supposed to take. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't know what those actions are, reach out to me. I'll help you mm-hmm. find it out. I'll help you find out what those actions are. And I'll help hold you accountable if that's what you want. Because if you truly do that for 90 days, I want somebody to prove me wrong. They do what they're supposed to do for 90 days with intent. You will not recognize your business 90 days from now. You will have the life beyond your dreams already in your pipeline, but it takes 90 days, not two weeks, not 30 days, 90 days of relentless commitment. And you can turn your life around. You can get live your life beyond your wildest dreams in this business. 90 days of true commitment, your foot pedal to the metal. I promise you that's mm-hmm. all it takes. But we live in an instant gratification world. We want those 30-minute abs. We want that. I went to the gym once. How come I didn't lose 10 pounds? Right. That's not how the world works, right? But we think that, oh, well, and that's why, that's why going back to the lead problem, right? People think, well, these leads suck. Well, these leads are not designed to buy or sell right now. You may get lucky and have somebody that comes in that's ready to buy or sell right now. But if put yourself in the mind of the consumer. If you're looking to buy or sell a house, you're going to start doing your research way ahead of time. Yep. Right. It's that's and that's where leads are created. But we think, mm-hmm. oh, no, well, well, that one's junk because they're not ready right now. Well, they came in for a reason. Mm-hmm. Trust the process. It makes a big, big difference. And if you keep that discipline moving on and on, it won't matter that they're wanting to buy or, or go through the transaction 10 months from now because you've already got eight in the pipeline. And it's like, oh, OK, perfect. I'm just going to guess keep what? This I want to forward. sell a house 10 months from now. <laughs> now I don't have to create a new lead 10 months from now because I got them right now. Exactly. Like, I, like that. <laughs> I don't understand how that's a bad thing. Hey, mm-hmm. I talked to them. They don't want to buy for a year. And you're upset as an agent? Get the fuck do out you, of here. Yeah, do you want to sell You've got a commission a year year? from now, right now. You built a predictable business and income because you follow up with people the way you're supposed to follow up with them. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing they told you they want to buy in a year from now. That's great. Help them get, get there. And here's another secret, just a tangent real quick. Most people say a year, whatever they say, cut that time frame in half. There's a little pro tip. Really? Shit happens in their life. Things um, adjust and there's scale skepticism in this world, right? Mm -hmm. And so they think if they tell us a year, we'll leave them alone for six months. Right. You know, and so 
provide value, help people and cut their time frame in half and be proactive, not reactive. Um, all right, Colin, we're going to wrap it up here. <laughs> so there's two quotes I want to talk about. And you actually wrote this down after our talk with the team, after I kind of got fired up from the event, shared some things. So we all suffer, right? We all are going to have suffering in our life. Mm -hmm. Get over it. Put your big boy or girl pants on and realize it's going to happen. The cool part is it's your choice is up to you how you suffer. You can either suffer the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Which one do you want? That one resonated so strong with me. You suffer the pain of discipline, suffer the pain of regret, because you're going to suffer one of them. So pick one. We all have pain in our life. We all have suffering. Mm -hmm. But so being disciplined is painful at times. Waking up, going to the gym when you don't feel like it. That's that's painful. Mm -hmm. Making your prospecting calls when you don't feel like it. That's painful. But which pain would you rather suffer? The pain of that discipline and get the results you know that you can achieve or the pain of regret on wishing I wish I could have. That's one of my biggest fears is sitting on my deathbed and having regrets. I want to live a life of no regrets. Oh, what if I would have? Oh, I could have. Oh, I should have. I want none of that when I'm on my deathbed because I'm willing to suffer the pain of discipline to live the life beyond my wildest dreams. It's a choice we make every single day. And if you suffer now, you live your, you, if you, if you're willing to suffer now, you can live the rest of your life as a champion. Think about that for a minute. Why do we want to delay the suffering to enter our deathbed? We, 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 we all know if we think about it, we have regrets. I don't want any. The regrets come from our lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. So if you suffer now, you can live the rest of your life as a champion. What's the second quote? That was it. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, so the, the commit to the process. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much for sharing the three days of content condensed down uh, into your best notes, condensed down into the highlights of this. Dude, there, obviously, so much more, so much more. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll get into it at one point or another. But I, as I can, I can tell, we're just scratching the surface on this topic. And the main theme is discipline. You do the work day in, day out, and check, keep your ego at the door. Yeah. Be a good person. Keep working hard. And the results will follow. 1,000%. And so before I wrap up here, um, I talked about your behaviors equal the people you are around in the environment you're in. If you guys mm-hmm. want an opportunity to be in an environment with some of these people I'm talking about, um, there is an event that I'm honored to speak at for the second year in a row with a lot of these elites. Um, it's going to be Lake Tahoe. Beautiful Lake Tahoe. One of the coolest, most beautiful places I've ever been to. I mean, it is it is just gorgeous. And so it's going to be a two-day event. Um, it's September 26th and 27th. If you're interested mm-hmm. in going, there's more information at cheplactahoe.com. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not selling tickets. I'm paying just like you are. I'm just a contributor and going to contribute from stage with some of the top leaders across the country, across North America. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to be in this environment, if you want to level up your real estate career, you need to be there. Absolutely. No, the, the talks that have been, come out of that are amazing. And if you want to get a t-shirt signed from Matt himself, just... <laughs> No, but it's going to be fantastic. And like you're saying, like this, this last conference, we just scratched the surface of is uh, invest in your business and um, invest in things like this. Go, go for it. And uh, your life will change. 1000% is an investment, not an expense. Change your mindset, Mm -hmm. invest in your future. (sighs) 
All right. I think that we hit everything. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to close with? Um, no, that's no, it. We'll touch on more. Guys, um, here's what I'll close with is this is a community of contribution. And so I want to help you reach out to me. How can I help you? How can I help your business? What can I do to contribute to you, your organization, your agents, your team? I truly want to help. That's what fulfills me. And I want to be able to do more of that. Make sure you contribute, ask questions. I'm in our private group on a daily basis, checking it, um, ask questions there. I'm, I'm, I'm just here for you guys. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and thank you so much for listening to All or Nothing in Real Estate. Don't forget, go all in. Mm-hmm.